Let's give God some praise in this house. It's good to be in the house of God one more time. Amen. I know it's been a while since I've been here standing in this spot, but I've had the, um, the privilege of assisting um, at another church while the pastor was out. But there's no place like home. Amen? There's no place like home. Um, to our pastor in his absence, Let's just continue to pray for him, that he'll get the rest, the healing, whatever he's standing in need of, that he will come back to us healed, strengthened, and just ready to go. Amen? Amen. To my good thing, thank you for your love, your support. To my new mission family, I thank you. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for the, the comments. I just, I just thank you. If you have your Bibles with you, um, I want to talk to you for a few minutes from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'll be reading from verse 1 through to verse 5. But my, my emphasis will be on verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1, truth of verse 5, and it reads thus in our hearing. It says, but, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. In verse 5, say, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. You may be seated. It say, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. He said, from such people turn away. Anybody's familiar with the game show Jeopardy? It's a classic American television show created by Merv Griffin and originated in March 1964. The show is a quiz competition where they reverses the traditional question and answer format 
In jeopardy, the answer is given, and the contestants are then required to give the question. For example, if we could play a little bit of jeopardy, pastor of New Mission Baptist Church since 1997. Your answer would be, who is Pastor Tracy Ventus? If I go ahead and ask another one, who is the youngest pastor of New Mission? If I should say the youngest pastor, rather, of New Mission, Missionary Baptist Church, the answer would be, who is Dr. Robert Smith, Jr.? So when I read this verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, I hear Paul give an answer. But please allow me to respond with the question, what is a knockoff? So today I want to speak to you for a minute on the subject matter what is a knockoff? You see, according to Oxford languages, a knockoff is a copy or imitation, especially of an expensive or designer product. According to dictionary.com, it is an unlicensed copy of something, especially fashion clothing intended to be sold at a lower price than the original. According to Marion Webster, a knockoff is a copy that sells for less than the original, but be careful of what you bargain for. You see, a knockoff is not made by the original designer. A knockoff is not the real deal. A knockoff undermines the integrity of the real. A knockoff isn't worth much. And a knockoff often becomes a danger to the original. You see, a knockoff can tarnish the name and the reputation, especially if they are found in the same place. Whether it is the same organization, whether it is the same school, whether it is the same house, or even in the same church. A knockoff makes it more difficult to figure out what or who to trust. A knockoff gets in the way of really trusting people or figuring out who is who. Have you ever been to the store and buy something and get home and only to realize that it wasn't the real deal? How would you feel about going back to the same store to purchase another item? Oftentimes we hear people talk about the church and sometimes people have their feelings hurt and they will say, I'm not going down there because the people down there are not real. The people down there 
are fake. You see, for us, we might say that's a lame excuse. But for the person who has been impacted by what they thought they should have experienced when they came in the house, for them, it is real. And so the church is in a position. The Bible, the scripture tells us that in the last days, perilous time shall come. The men will be lovers of themselves. They will be boastful. They will be proud. My question is, do we find ourselves in this position? Being boastful, being proud, being lovers of ourselves rather than lovers of God. Be lovers of what is wrong rather than be lovers of what is right. Do we find ourselves just going with emotion because it sounds good, because it feels good, or because it looks good? Are we standing on who we say we are according to who Christ is? Or are we allowing ourselves to be nothing but knockoffs? When I look at the, the Nelson Compact Bible Commentary, it says a form of godliness is an outward appearance of reverence to God. While denying its power describes religious activity that is not connected to a living relationship with Jesus Christ. So, so, so it's in other words, yes, the preaching might sound good. Yes, the singing might blow the, the roof off. Yes, the singing might bring the house down. Yes, the, the ushering was to a T, but it was a dawn in the spirit of the living God. Or have we just gotten to a place where we know what it's supposed to sound like, what it's supposed to look like, and we fall in a routine of doing what it sounds like, doing what, we, what it look like. But, in the, but during the whole process, we are being nothing but a knockoff. Matthew 7, verse 22. Jesus speaking about his return. And he said, some will say, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Didn't we not cast out demons in your name? And done many wonders in your name? But the scriptures say that he would say, depart from me. I know you not, ye workers of iniquity. So you see, the, the problem is we often sing there is power in the name of Jesus. Wonder working power. So the name of Jesus can move mountains. The name of Jesus 
can heal the sick. The name of Jesus can raise the dead. The name of Jesus can set the captive free. But you can call on the name of Jesus. You can be the one using the name of Jesus that brings deliverance to people. But at the same time, you find yourself not knowing who he is. You see, it's a dangerous place to be in. To when we, because of what's happening, when we call on his name, we may believe that everything is well with my soul. But it's not that everything is well with your soul. It's just the power of his name. So it behooves us to ensure that we really have a relationship with him. Because we can deceive ourselves by what we see is happening around us. By what happened when the name of Jesus is called. When, when, when mountain moves, when, when, when demons tremble at the name, we can confuse that as having a relationship with him. We can do all that and still find ourselves to be nothing but a knockoff. Sometimes we're too easily moved by performance. And we are become performance driven. If it sound this way, oh, he preach. If it sound this way, oh, they sing. But did all that glorify God? Was the spirit of God being manifested in all that preaching, in all that singing. Zechariah 4 verse 6 reminds us that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the spirit of the living God. So in this text, Paul is preparing Timothy, for his role in the church. He is letting him know that you must be careful, Timothy, because evil people are known for putting on a show of faith in God but rejecting the actual power of the Holy Spirit. Paul echoed the same condemnation in Titus 1, verse 16. He said, they profess to know God. But in works, they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified in every good work. But Paul said, from such people, turn away. But why Paul? Why turn away from such people? There's a scripture that tells us that bad company corrupts good habits. So even though it may not seem like anything at first, if you are around them long enough, before you know it, 
Now you begin to conform to their way. Now, before you know, you start to give a little here, give a little there. And before you know it, you started off standing here. But then you end up way over here. Paul said, don't even hang around them. Once you identify who they are, once you identify what they are about, he says, stay clear of these people. So Paul make a list. Paul said, they are lovers of their own selves. They're covetous, boastful, proud. They're blasphemers. They're disobedient to parents. They're unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. They're truth breakers. They're false accusers. They're incontinent. They're fierce. They're despisers of, the, of, that, of those that are good. They are traitors. They're heady. They're high-minded. They're lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. The knockoff will look just like that. Paul said they know how to pretend. They can pretend very well. They know how to fit in because they are familiar with how we look and how we sound. But don't be fooled because if you look at them long enough, if you observe them long enough, you'll begin to see these characteristics that start to flow out of them, that you can be mindful of who they are and you can, be, and you can know how to deal with the knockoff. So the knockoff is not a true believer. They are powerless. Acts 1 verse 8 tells us that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. So to, to bear evidence not of us but of him. Paul said from such people just just stay away from them. But let me ask you a question. If Timothy was here today, based on the recommendation that he received from Paul, would Timothy have anything to do with us? Based on what he now understands, would, would Timothy want anything to do with us? Or would we be a people that he stays away from? Because he recognized that the things we say doesn't match us up with the things that we do. That what we profess to know, the knowledge doesn't transcend to our living. 
would he identify in us that we are not what we say we are, but rather we are a carbon copy. We are a knockoff. Our life doesn't line up with the real. Our life doesn't line up with the original. Would he stay away and have nothing to do with us? Is Christ being seen in nature and character through us? Or are we just knockoffs? What is the mission and objective? Can Christ achieve it through us? Or are we just knockoff? How is he being manifested in me? How is he being manifested in his body? Because we are the body of Christ. So how is Christ being manifested? When they see me, do they see him? Or is it the other way around? When they see me, they don't see him. Because I am not a representative of him, but I am nothing but a knockoff. You see, he did not create a knockoff. So he won't come back looking for a knockoff. You see, I am encouraged to look at my own life. I'm encouraged to say, Lord, show me me. Show me me. Not the me that my heart tells me that I am. Because the heart is deceitful above all else. Who can really know it? But show me the me that you see when you look at me. That, may, that I may have a true glimpse of who I am. Of how I look to you. Lord, let me feel what you feel when you look at me. When I stand and say, I am a child of the king. Let me see what you see when you hear those words come out of my mouth. Am I a real believer? Am I a true believer? Am I a true worshiper? Or am I just a knockoff? Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Keeping up a show of observing outward forms of religion, but renouncing its power and its influence over the heart and over our life. Showing openly that they need to acknowledge its guidance or wish to do so. Claiming the title of Christian. <laughs> Wearing before men the uniform of Christ. 
but by their lives dishonoring his name. The very thing that should cause us to be what we appear to be is missing. You see, we can't be a true believer doing stuff our own way. Doing our own thing. It does not work that way. It doesn't matter how much you pretend. It doesn't matter how much you act like it. It don't matter how much people say, oh, you sure did do this, or you sure did do that. It doesn't matter how much people say, I was blessed by what you said. It doesn't matter. Because God can use you to bless anybody, regardless of whether or not you have a relationship with him. So can I tell you that the real is coming back? And he's coming back to pay every man or woman according to what their works shall be. But can I tell you that when he comes back in his hand, he doesn't have an Oscar. In his hand, he won't have a Tony. In his hand, he won't have a Grammy. In his hand, he won't have anything that reflects a reward for putting on a show. He won't be handing out Actors Guild Award. Because God didn't call us to be actors. He didn't call us to be pretenders. He didn't call us to be that. He called us to be a reflection of him. He called us to be as real as he is. That the world may see that he is his real. He's real. So don't worry about what people, how people think he might look or how people thought that you sounded when you are giving praises and worship and honor and glory to God. It's not about people and what people think. It's about him. And we have become a people who is too overly concerned about what people think and disregard what God is saying. It's not about people. It's about God. As long as you're standing in alignment with him, regardless of how it looks or how it sounds, as long as you're standing on the right path, looking unto him who is able to keep your feet from falling, looking unto him who is able to deliver, looking unto him who is able to heal, Looking unto him. What is 
a knockoff. I pray that this message causes us to examine ourselves. You see, I pray that God will give us, we will not, he, we will ask him to show us who we really are. What we really look like to him when we do the things that we do. I pray that God will show us us and that it will cause us to cling to the cross. That it will cause us to cling to the altar. That it will cause us to do a complete turnaround and say once I was going down this way, once I was exhibiting, exhibiting the role of a knockoff. But now that I see him for who he is, now that I realize how he sees me, I can't afford to go down that road anymore. So to him, I live. In him, I die. And in him, I have my being. Having a form of godliness. Looking like you're godly. But there's no power. Because you're just pretending. Because we're just being knockoffs. We're not being real with ourselves. We're not being real with him. He said, in the last days. Not necessarily mean the last days, last days, but it could be your last days. You know, often I will look at the Bible and say, he has, he has been saying in the last days for a long time. But how many people has already experienced their last days? When will you experience your last days? So before you experience your last days, you want to ensure that you don't find yourself being a knockoff, but you find yourself being real. A real ambassador, a real believer of Jesus Christ. God bless you.